cliffcentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. It is 360biz indeed. My name is Debohoma Fodi. Welcome to another installment of 360biz. It is very, very, very hot out there. You know what? You'd swear God wants to pry us or something. I don't know, my brother. Um, Bulelan, do you think God wants to pry us, bro? Um, I think that if God was sitting somewhere trying to pry meat, I am the last piece of meat he needs to pry. As you can see, my skin tone but you're the freshest is already on that level. No, 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 no. You are the lightest <laughs> <laughs> in the studio. So that means that you are the first to go into the grill. But it's very, very hot yeah. for the past two days. It's been extremely, extremely hot, but mm-hmm. very productive, I'd like to think. How was your last two months of the year going? Hmm. It's crazy, my brother. I, I'm trying to chase last minute things because remember, I'm flying, uh, I'm going back to the States uh, on Friday. Gotcha, how long are you going away for? <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of the year. First, you know? That's crazy. So, but I'm excited because I'm going to be looking forward to be uh, one week, I'm going to be broadcasting in London, one week. I think maybe two weeks in California, another week in LA. I'm in the midst of Hollywood, dude. I wanna, I wanna be broadcasting next to Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the, crazy. Then bro. from there, it's New York, um, Washington, then come back home, bro. Hey, but it's cold that side of here. You could imagine from such hotness, then to winter, bro. No, no, I mean, obviously you need to um, go out to such places prepped. I mean, uh, I've been overseas as well. I've been to places like East London. I've been, I've been to places like, uh, Paris, also known as Paris, uh, to the bourgeoisies or the fluent. So enjoy New York, my man. Yeah, no, definitely, my brother. I'm definitely looking forward to to, to enjoying it. I know it's one country though um, that that is big on 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 recycling, um, and being one of the things that we're going to be discussing today, uh, being the issue of waste. Um, I'm definitely looking forward um, to the show today. I mean, this it is indeed 360biz. Today we're looking at waste um, or waste apprentices. Uh, I know that in studio we're looking, we're sitting with the waste entrepreneur, uh, waste apprentice. Um, those are entrepreneurs that are in the waste management space. And I'm looking, I'm sitting as a, with with the chief, you know, uh, what chief in okay, but what's what's an acronym for CEO? Um, chief excitement or no? Uh, <laughs> chief executive <laughs> officer. Yes. You know, for me, the reason I get confused with that acronym, because ne? CEOs, I regard them creators of opportunities. You know? yeah. So uh, that's why for me, I'm like, you know, creators of economic opportunities. So that's why it becomes strange now when you need to be bringing it in this aspect, in this aspect of the discussion, you know? So this gentleman, um, I know for some time now, uh, but we had not actually met officially, you know, and now we discover that we know people in you know mutual friends and we know and for me it's stranger now this man is a financial person i know him to be that so now we're going to be talking about him being the acting ceo and um speaking waste with him so i don't know how that is going to feature from a financial person to actually be discussing business my brother anyway no man i mean waste waste is something that affects all of us so i mean i'm sure he's got quite a bit to say there and i mean i think that when you look at the matter of waste especially you know because i do a lot of work in townships Mm -hmm. um there's quite a bit um of insight i think i'd like to squeeze out from the experts who are in studio with regards to i mean you know you know one could even walk away from this conversation put together a waste program with these geniuses that are sitting in the studio no definitely we have a, a visitor from cape town as well um that that we're looking forward um, to be to be having um, on the show. Hi, Leah. How are you? 
Hi there. How are you, Dubbo? No, good. Thanks. No, you can be comfortable. You can tend the mic. Okay. Uh, whichever way, it's it's okay. Yes. Um, do you want to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are. What is that you do? Hi, my name is Lian Tlondo, and um, I am a presenter, MC, as well as an actress. Oh, is it? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, nice. So what are you doing in Joburg? In Joburg right now, I'm just here to... Get opportunities out of the city. <laughs> really? Yes, yes, I am. But you know this well. thing of people running to Joburg for opportunities, <laughs> but they must they must stay in their own towns, right? <laughs> Can, well, let's pause this conversation. Where are you from? I'm from Jersey. You're not from Joburg. No, I'm not. There's no light skinned black guy who's from Joburg. <laughs> you from the Cape or the Shores or wherever? I mean, I'm from Joburg. You can see that my granddad was digging some mine somewhere. Ah, I listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, coming back to the issue of waste. I mean, waste can be defined. In many ways, um, and it is quite evident. I mean, from um, differing definitions adopted um, in a white paper that the strategy and the waste act. I mean, the exact definition of waste is whoever um, the topic ongoing debate because of an increasing global trend to reduce, reuse, rework, and recycle, recover uh, the so-called waste product. One person, uh, one person's waste can now become another person's valuable raw material also with challenging uh, technologies availability and cost of original input materials the demand for or the need recovered in waste changing i mean it's part of the discussion that we're having today the guest that we have today like i've said i'm sitting with the acting ceo of proudly sa mr ostas mashimbe I hope I pronounced that um, <laughs> correctly. It's Eustace. Eustace. Oh, Eustace Mashimbe. Oh, okay. Um, and we're sitting as well with the wastepreneur, uh, Mrs. Zandi Lengosi, um, who's the managing member of Z. Um, how are you, Mengosi? I'm good, thank you. And yourself? No, definitely. Uh, thank you for joining us um, today in studio. Maybe let me start with the ladies first. Um, do you want to take this opportunity um, to say hi to our listeners? Tell us a brief about what is that you do. Good afternoon to all the listeners. Um, my business is actually in waste management. So what we do in waste management, we actually uh, hire out trucks to various municipalities. Uh, currently, we are hiring to the city of Johannesburg and also to Valcom. And uh, basically, we collect the waste for them, and then we take them to the landfills. And uh, at the same time, they are, and we are looking at taking, collecting whatever waste is collected, collecting the recyclables for, from the, which will be your buckles, your your tins, your cardboard boxes, and then we take them through to uh, people who actually buy back those uh, products. So now, I mean, Mengosi, tell me, you you said you. Um, are you a, a waste transporter? Transporter, yes. Oh, okay. What kind of trucks? Because I know we've got skipper trucks and we've got compactor trucks. We've got compactor trucks yes. and we have compactor trucks. We have keep skip waste trucks. Okay. Uh, which would be your skip bin waste lifters, mm-hmm. called. And then we also have skip uh, bins. Mm, yeah. No, definitely, uh, Mr. Mashime. Um, take this opportunity um, to tell our listeners who you are and what is it that you do. 
Okay, I'm from Palace of African, and Palace of African basically is a bi-local campaign aimed at uh, rallying the nation to make sure that uh, we get people to buy local products and services. Mm-hmm. And and just like Ms. Nkosi, as an entrepreneur, would be someone that would affiliate with the Palace of African campaign, and we would then help her with market access opportunities. So we find opportunities where others can't, and the, the basic aim basically is to make sure that we create demand for those products and services that come out of entrepreneurs, uh, local entrepreneurs, because uh, the ultimate aim is to make sure that we can sustain existing jobs and create new jobs. So through entrepreneurs who then have a product to put out into the market, we take those, we find markets for them, and uh, basically drive up demand to make sure that, you know, and I think it's a simple equation. If there's a need for those products and uh, there's a need for the entrepreneur to produce more, then ultimately they have to then uh, employ more people and keep those that are already employed in those companies. And, and that's basically why the campaign exists, to make sure that we can rally South Africans to support what is made locally. Because if you buy what is made in another country, you're effectively creating a job in that specific country. Okay. But Mr. Mashibi, tell me, I know proudly SA, um, and I'm, I'm sure Bulela, you know proudly SA, right? I'm a member. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. In good standing. I mean, good company. <laughs> okay. So definitely, for, for, the, for the longest time, you guys has not, have not focused on waste or the construction industry, why the all of a sudden change of strategy to, to come this way? It, it's not necessarily a change of strategy that uh, entailed us focusing on the construction sector, but it's a change of strategy which said, let's find sectors which have a value chain uh, that uh, helps us reach many more sectors. So the impact with this kind of sector, so with construction, does not just end with people that are in construction. There are other sectors that supply into the construction sector. There are other sectors that feed off this specific sector. So uh, waste was just one of those because one of the criteria for, for being a member of Paris Afghan is making sure that companies that affiliate with us do not harm the environment in any way. So And that's why the waste element kicked in there because we are saying as much as we want you to support local companies, as much as we want you to help us to create jobs, uh, but in the course of doing that, in the course of production, in the course of constructing, uh, dispose of your waste responsibly. So it's, it's an element that has always been part of the Palace of Ken campaign, uh, but it's just in terms of uh, identifying sectors that we want to focus on. Construction is one of those that, uh, you know, I think the gains are much and the impact that we will, we will be able to make through focusing on a sector like that. Uh, uh, it's, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite huge for us. Mm. Instead of just focusing on a sector which is not labor intensive, and we're not necessarily saying that the non-labor intensive sectors will not be focused on, but it's better for us to put our efforts behind sectors where we know that uh, the gains for the for the economy will be big. Okay. So you spoke of members, um, so I take it so proudly as say it's a member-based kind of organization. Mm. Yes, so, so, so companies that affiliate with us, we, we term them as members. So you'll get a company like Missing Causes One, which, uh, uh, would affiliate with us. But before you affiliate with us, we check for criteria. Mengos, are you in good standing? That is it. So there's a leap for me. I am, so I I am registering <laughs> from the. <laughs> no, no, so, so there's a lead for me. So by the time I leave here, I'll go back to the office and I say, you see, I've worked up a one lead <laughs> of somebody who, who, who perfectly fits the criteria mm. in that, uh, whatever materials she's using are, are sourced locally. Because it's the ways that she sources locally, and that's the first criteria. That's the first thing we look at mm-hmm. to say: Is there are you using local resources? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if it's local resources, then we know 
that they we were not getting things that come into the country and they're fully assembled and they're ready to hit the shelves. Mm-hmm. So in this instance, you will have to employ local people, and that's that's why the local content aspect is important for us because if it's materials that are, have to be transformed locally because they're sourced locally, then we know that the job creation element, uh, the job creation aspect, kicks in. Mm. Second one is quality, so we'll have to look at her processes to see that in the conversion of of that waste into the final product uh, that she wants to put out into the market. Uh, it's looking at the quality aspect. Because it's one thing to say to people buy local, but if it's inferior quality, then it defeats the purpose. So let's let's uh, get rid of this uh, notion that what is made locally is of uh, poor quality and can compete with uh, with global uh, products. So so that's the second thing we look at. The third one is to make sure that the people that are employed in these companies. Uh, are treated fairly. So we look at the Basic Conditions of Employment Act. It prescribes minimum things that you must comply with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically to make sure that, uh, you know, you implement fair labor practices. And, uh, and and once we've looked at that, then the last one is the environmental one. Not that it's the least important, but it's very important. And that's why now we focused on on waste and we looked at sectors where there's a lot of waste being generated, construction being one of those, to say, you know, the cost of doing business, do not harm the environment in any way, dispose of your waste responsibly, recycle and reuse them, reuse the waste uh, so that we, I think if, if there's a need for that waste to be put into production processes, then it will be disposed of uh, responsibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe dispose is not even the right word. Then don't be disposed. It will be collected okay. mm-hmm. uh, for reuse, and and that's the the culture that we want to to introduce to companies that uh, affiliate with us. And that's why we've taken an effort to focus on this sector and to partner with people like Pick It Up, uh, who are in that space to say, let's partner with you. Let's find all these companies that have uh, you know responsibility to make sure that we protect the environment because in the course of doing business they have a lot of waste, uh, you know, at their disposal. Yeah. So. Well, let me hear, you spoke of, I mean, you, uh, when you, you, you said, um, when you get to the office, you would have lobbied one member. Mm. So let's, let's help you get other members, you sure. see. What's the qualifying criteria for membership and what are the benefits do they get? You some covering you, Mango. Yes, yeah. you are. Exactly. <laughs> you need to know these things. So, so, so the criteria, like I mentioned, is those four. Quality is one. Local okay. content is two. Mm-hmm. Fair labor practices is three. And, uh, you know, making sure that you, you implement some environmental standards mm. is the fourth one. Mm. And the benefits, I think the biggest benefit is the fact that you have an ability, you have a chance. And we give you an opportunity to use the logo, the Paris South African mm-hmm. logo. So you can identify yourself as a South African company that produces quality products. And because that is what the logo stands for. And that's why uh, if you look at the mark, uh, the Paris South African mark, it's a, it's made up of the South African colors, uh, the flag, the colors yeah. of the flag, uh, because it symbolizes the fact that it's a locally manufactured product. And the tick uh, stands for quality to make sure that it's a local, people can tell instantly that it's a local product which emits high quality standards. Mm. So that is the first major benefit. You can use the logo on all your corporate material. You can use the logo on all, all your online uh, uh, identifiers, whether it's your website or whether it's your, you know, social media platforms, you have the, the, the opportunity to then use the log and identify yourself as a local company. But there are other opportunities that come with being a member of Palace South Africa. And, and, and the biggest uh, one, uh, or the biggest of those are, are, are the platforms that we make available, market access opportunities, because people sit with products. It's one thing to say to people, go into business, uh, but if, uh, even if you can get whatever funding you need, uh, if there's no market for your products and there's no one to buy the products, then it defeats the purpose. And that is where we come in. That's why we buy local companies, to rally people to buy from those companies. Because uh, we can bravely say to anyone that anyone who have, the company that affiliates with us uh, produces high-quality products so you can buy from them. 
and that's the guarantee we give you. So we we create platforms, either exhibition platforms where we know you are specific. If you you are in a let's say let's use missing courses company as an example, she's in waste. Whatever products that she's putting out, if if it was gifts, we would find the decorex, for example, mm-hmm. where we know that people come and are looking for companies that they can buy gifts from. So we use those kind of platforms to showcase our member products. Uh, there was a diplomatic fair that took place over the weekend where different countries were showcasing the products that come out of those countries. We took 10 of our members to the diplomatic fair to go and showcase their products to buyers from outside of the country. So we look at those platforms uh, where we know that our members will benefit and we showcase the, their products and services because it's about finding markets for them. So the biggest benefit is the use of the logo. But outside of that, we find you markets and we give you opportunities to find people who will buy from you, whether in the pri- private sector or in the public sector. Mm. Mosa, are we, are we proud as a registered bra? We should be. No, please make sure of it. <laughs> you know, we cannot not be getting benefits. Man. Yeah. So, Bulele? Um, now, um, I think one of the things that comes to mind is um, what sort of numbers do you guys attract in terms of uh, township entrepreneurs? So, Do you so have those stats? Bilalani loves township entrepreneurs. <laughs> Cause, cause, yeah. cause I'm that guy. <laughs> township economists, I think it's, it's, a, it's a big part of, of the lingua at this point in time. Mm. Look, I, I wouldn't necessarily say in the townships, but SMMEs, I think broadly most of them come from the townships. Yeah, that's true. The, the, the biggest number of companies that we are attracting at this point in time are SMMEs because they see the value more than the bigger corporates. I think the bigger corporates, some of them have been with us long enough. They know what we do. They have big, they have big marketing budgets. And, and remember, uh, if, if you affiliate with Palace of Ken and you put out a message that says to people, buy local products and buy Palace of Ken products, an SMME that uses the logo, Benefits by association. So because we've said to people they must look for the, the Palace African sticker, they will buy from that person. So they see the value. A, a, a bigger corporate will afford to go and buy an exhibition stand for themselves, a Decorax as an mm. example, or the Innovation Summit. But an SMME will see the value. So an SMME that pays 500 rands to us and gets exposure through a, a, an exhibition stand that costs 30, 40 grand sees the value. And that's why the bulk of the people that affiliate with us SMM is because they see the value and the bulk of them come from the townships. Yeah. Uh, so, so we, we do have quite a bit. I don't have the numbers in terms of saying how many of them come from the townships, but the bulk of companies that we've attracted over the last three to four years are predominantly SMMEs. Yeah. And I think, I think the biggest thing for me where I was leading with that question is, um, I think I think workshops or rather engagement around how to utilize waste in the township would be a very critical one, like I said in the intro to the show, especially with entrepreneurs, because you find carpenters, you find guys fixing cars, the oil is scattered, it's left wherever, you know, wherever at the end of the day. And that's uh, that 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 waste management, um, oppo- there could be waste management opportunities in the space. So, I mean, I think that apart from that, I'd like to invite you off air too, so that we can talk, because as an initiative we run in township. For SMME specifically So you probably get your numbers there Because 500 is nothing for most of them But you know one of the biggest things um, That I take away From what he's talking about now is the value is there that they are talking about because I got that stand last year where we exhibited. But here's the thing. Oh, so you, I'm sitting mm. here with a beneficiary. Mm. Is a beneficiary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a 100%. You don't say. No, no, we remember <laughs> second year, what, uh, three years or two years running now. We got that. We exhibited last year. 
and uh, yeah, we we got we got great opportunities, That's great good. marketing leads. It was it was a fantastic it was That's a fantastic good. expo. I think that more than anything, one of the most amazing things there was seeing people creating stuff. But more than that, I think my my second my follow up question my, to Mr. that would Mashimbe, be: You didn't pay this man. Hey, you know, he didn't hey, pay me. It looks like you paid this man. I don't man. know. He <laughs> could have done the interview from no, me. No, no, yeah, I know, no. I, think... I know the previous uh, <laughs> but, people. But, I don't. <laughs> but you know, even in church, it's the first time when, uh, when it's time to uh, to collect. Uh, Offering. you know, offerings. Yeah. The pastor is not the one that speaks about the money. There's always that guy yeah. who speaks about <laughs> the money. So, so this is my pastor, this right, is my bishop, guy. right here. So, so I mean, you know, you know, we advocate all the time um, with the um about young black people. I'm sorry to say, uh, young black people creating stuff because we believe that black people, young amazing black people across the board, can create stuff and they have the ability to create stuff. But an interesting thing here is how many people, whether Black, red, green, or whatever, do you find creating amazing products from recyclable material? I, I think before you, you, you answer that, Mr. Mashimbe, um, I've, you, I'll give you an opportunity to answer that. Uh, Leah, I want you to come sit here. Uh, I need to go make sure that we are being registered there so that we get these benefits. And <laughs> when this man speaks about offering and I speak about offering, um, Mengosi is a young, is a, is a woman, a successful businesswoman who's in the waste space. You are a young woman, so I want you to be the one that will interview her, right? Then you can answer, Mr. Machine. Okay. So, so, so going back to the to the first question, and that's why we've partnered with Pick It Up around disposing of waste in the townships, uh, because remember, Pick It Up is responsible for you know waste management within within the city of Joburg, and that's why they they are a key strategic partner for us to say. We, we sit with all these SMMEs, we advocate for manufacturing because it's labor-intensive. There are a lot of jobs that come out of that sector. But uh, as a value-add, let's find ways to assist all these companies to know how to dispose of their waste. And that's why the roadshow we've been doing is Pick It Up. We've had two business forums where we've invited business owners. I mean, and that's why I met Ms. Nkosi. So when, when I got to your reception and I bumped into her, I said to her, you look familiar. I think I saw you at our event. Because... Uh, she attended our event and uh, presenting, you're able to engage with everyone. So mm. I had that opportunity to can see everyone in the room. And we have three of those where we see, we, we engage uh, business people. So three different business forums looking at different sectors and the construction one was one of those. And, and the idea is to educate all these small businesses. We might not necessarily be doing it in the townships, but we're doing it in Joburg and in SMME and the invite was spread across, uh, you know, as many of, of, of the, Business associations or representatives within within the city of Joburg, including in the townships, and that's why we had a full room. Uh, we had catered for I think eighty people. We ended up with over a hundred people because there is interest, and and that uh, gave us an opportunity to educate people around the importance of waste. And pick it up could then use that platform to talk about the different landfill sites, the, the different ways of disposing of different kind of waste. So so th- that's why the partnerships are important for us, and that is what we do as a campaign. We find uh, partners who you know can go with us on this journey to make sure that we give the support that our SMMEs need in the course of doing business. Wow. That, that's beautiful. So I'm now going to hand it over to the lovely lady on my right. <laughs> okay, Ms. Zandilengosi, can you then just um, tell us... Um, how can we emphasize the importance of 3R to communities? Because, I mean, looking at these um, alone, there are business opportunities already, like the recycling of tire shoes and so on. 
The best way to send the message through to the communities would be to educate the communities. Mm-hmm. As it is, yes, I also do work with uh, with Pick It Up, and uh, most of uh, the whenever we have work to do, we have to actually train, try and send uh, pamphlets to people to and uh, to to. That tells them what to do and what material goes where, what is packed together. Like your buckles have got to be on, on, on their own and your cardboard boxes on their own, white paper on their own, glass on their own, cans on their own. So these things are put on pamphlets and are actually distributed to communities. Okay. And then are there other ways that you um, train people besides just using maybe pamphlets? Well, we we get people to go around and do physical walk-ins, mm-hmm. you know, as the beans are being taken. Mm-hmm. In fact, I do it in, within my area where I live. I make it my job and my business to tell people or my friends to to start recycling, and most of mm-hmm. them are doing that currently. Oh, okay. Because right. I do it from my house too. Yes. So they see my my recycle uh, uh, material out there, and they always want to know what is happening. And then I tell them, and they've taken. Uh, to that too. Okay, can you also then just maybe tell us what's the um, importance of um, the, the the trainings for young people, for youth? For youth it is very important uh, mm. because, you know, if they understand what rubbish and or, you know, waste does to the environment, mm-hmm. it will actually help us to save the environment as it is, you know, we are already in a very bad situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you start uh, training people in their young age, they understand and they are able to make their own money. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I hear students need, yes, pocket money now and again. Yeah. Yes, you are able to make your own money. I mean, I run my own business, but I still sell my recyclables mm-hmm. and I make um, pocket money for petrol. You get oh, my okay. say? Yes, yes, no, I hear you. So, I mean, around the, I mean, it's an interesting thing you said there that you're able to sell some of your recyclables and make a little bit of pocket. I mean, how, how profitable is this industry? Because, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think it will change my perspective of throwing <laughs> cans and bottles. Or... Well, in terms of uh, volumes, if you have, uh, you know, a big volumes, you know, what I do, for instance, I will keep my bottles for a month. I drink a lot of water. And obviously there'll be a lot of bottles there. And then when I go to functions or events, I actually offer to collect the bottles. I ask if I can come and collect the bottles the following day. And, you know, being, whether Sunday or not, I go back and, and do that. That's how I'm, and then, and I collect that. It's in volumes. And when I take it through, you know, it's, it's weight in tons. And I make quite a bit. I do come out with 400 rent a day. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you know, it's such an interesting thing as well, yet again, that you touched on, which is, I think, I think as an entrepreneur, you need to be willing to, um, I think, um, sort your, your yeah, dirty your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I think in this particular respect, it's not necessarily dirty in your mm-hmm. hands because this is the line of business you were in, but yes. I've seen a lot of guys shy away from business because, oh, Abantuba Zotini, <laughs> which then, how, how'd you get into business? Why business? What were you doing? before okay um i started as a trainee bookkeeper and i realized uh I, you know i had sleepless nights not having balanced and i thought to myself this is not my kind of business or rather a career so i decided to start up a recruitment agency and this was in 1990 this is where this all comes from the recruitment agency, I would get people coming to my office 
uh, being a black person, woman for that matter, they expect me to give them uh, uh, jobs. And uh, they do not understand that one has to have uh, experience or at least some bit of education. Yes. So uh, from then, I decided to start up a cleaning company. The cleaning company, I said to myself, I'm going to, you know, uh, do tenders. And uh, depending on the number of awards, uh, awarded tenders I get, I would place whoever they, whether it's 10 people for the one company, but it was just to alleviate the pressure because people just took it. I am, you know, uh, going to be able to, uh, to come to their rescue where work is concerned. And that is where I basically started, uh, the, uh, 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 the business. And whilst I was in recruitment, I've been recruiting for pick it up as in general workers. And whilst I was there, I was given uh, 25 people to manage because they didn't want the people to mingle with their permanent workers. These were terms. So what I did is uh, I was looking after these terms, paying them, giving them uniform and managing them. And uh, then there was an opportunity in 2010 for cleaning uh, the uh, part of Johannesburg. And I got the south. Of Johannesburg, that is from your FNB Stadium right up to the market, as in your your market, Joburg Market. So I cleaned that whole area, uh, street cleaning and sweeping. Basically, that is that it is. That is how I got into the love of uh, working with waste. I had to get by myself two trucks, uh, two compactors to collect the dirt. And when the contract ended in 2013. I decide there was an opportunity, you know, from uh, pick it up to hire to hire uh, the trucks that I had because now I didn't have work for them. So they I hired my my trucks to them, and that's how I started with the hiring of trucks to other uh, municipalities. When's the last time you picked up a piece of paper or a bottle on the side of the road? My word. Do you even do it? We're yes, putting you on the yes, spot right I now. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because I saw you walking in, <laughs> jumping over that. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I mean, how important is it? I mean, how important is it for us to keep our environment clean or rather even to recycle? No, it definitely is very important for us to do so. I mean, um, we find so many cases where um, people do, you know, um, do it sometimes unconsciously. You know what I mean? Um, because of our busy lifestyles, we, we go around so busy texting, so busy, you know, um, uh, with a lot on our minds and we forget to actually keep our environment clean, forgetting that um, it is what contributes to our health. You know, um, it is what contributes to, to, to keeping our environment safe, even for everyone on it. You know what I mean? So it is very important, you know. to In the to, next generation. Yes, yeah. exactly. To make sure that, you know, we... Keep it clean for the next generation. So yeah. Now, have you ever heard this line? Um, we need I need to litter because when I litter, I'm creating jobs. jobs. Yes. Always. Yes. What's your opinion? Always. I want to get. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get the CEO's opinion on this. <laughs> I think that that is quite irresponsible. Yeah, yes. it's very irresponsible. I think uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that because you have not littered, mm. uh, the next person will not have a job. Uh, so I think it's. I think we were taught from a young age, you know, things like cleanliness is next mm. to godliness. Mm. Do not litter. I have seven year olds and they refuse to let me 
litter in any way, in any form. And I think it, it starts at that age. So we need to, you know, educate, you know, fellow South Africans on the importance of keeping the country clean. Mm-hmm. It's about the image of the country as well. What kind of image do you want to project, you know, to the rest of the world, but also to ourselves? I think uh, it starts at home. So it's very irresponsible. And that's why uh, we are saying as part of South Africa, and one of the criteria is make sure that if you are a manufacturer and you're manufacturing, have waste disposal policies that make sure that you dispose of waste responsibly so that, you know, you don't, on the one hand, you know, doing a good job, a, a good thing by creating jobs, but on the other hand, you're polluting the environment. It defeats the purpose. Uh, we take one step forward and two steps back. So it's quite important to make sure that companies implement recycling mm-hmm. uh, principles within the organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, companies make sure that they have policies that make sure that they dispose of waste uh, correctly. Or, or they use the waste, co- uh, uh, you know, for recycling purposes if required. Because that is how we're going to create jobs. It's an economy of its own, its own. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through the partnership with Picking Up, I've learned so much about waste. Mm-hmm. There are so many jobs that are created within the sector. Mm-hmm. And here's an entrepreneur who employs people. Maybe one of the things we must ask is how many people she employs. So to get a sense uh, of how big this economy actually is. Mm-hmm. So, Ma? Yeah, um, with, you know, we're, we're, with that question that you posed, as in uh, how many times we've had people say they're creating work as uh, when they actually litter. Working on the streets is the most difficult thing because you be, you know, looking up after your people, you know, making sure they're doing the right thing. And somebody would just decide to come and just, uh, you know, or throw their papers or whatever. And when you ask them, but why don't you just keep whatever in your car and, you know, dispose of it later when you get home? And, yeah, unfortunately, uh, human beings are very interesting people in the sense that we come from different environments and the teachings that, uh, you know, come or, or rather that we are taught are different. A lot of people just feel they can do anything. And then more than anything, it's normally people, the people that we have who I would unfortunately say, you know, that, that actually sell on the streets that do that. And most of those people, when you try and tell them that, they will talk in their language that you don't understand, clearly because they don't come from this country. So they feel they can do as, as they please when they get here. So... I mean, how many bottles of, I mean, water, cool drink do you dispose of? Like, I mean, just think about it in the posture, assumingly so. I mean, how many times did you go out and you bought something to drink? It was in a, either in a can form or a plastic mm. form. Like, a, just, just an assumption. I also don't know, but <laughs> let's just play with rough numbers. We'd say hundreds, you know, we yeah. go out every day. So I'd, I'd say hundreds and we don't even think twice, you know. Because here's mm-hmm. the thing, no? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that from a business perspective, we need to look at ways, but also from a personal perspective, mm-hmm. what can we do in our personal spaces mm-hmm. to make sure that um, we recycle? Because one of the things, I don't know if you've seen this, you'd walk into buildings and you'd see um, a, a, a white bin, a green, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about the colors, mm-hmm. but different things are thrown into different places. Mm-hmm. Um, could you please educate us a little bit about that? Or rather, how do we personally Join in in the proudly SA fight to make sure that South Africa is a better place. The best to do there is uh, with bottles. What I do, I take a black bag, the black bags that you use at home. You put your bottles, your plastic bottles in, a, you know, all together. And then your paper. We get, uh, fortunately, a Mondi bags. 
and uh, you know that are collected on every Tuesday. So you fill up your bag, you put it outside for Monday to collect. So with uh, plastic uh, bottles, I would suggest uh, you put them in a bag. You put them out, you know, out, uh, outside your with your bin. For collection day Because there's always people Who are collecting From the beans So you'd save them Going into the bean You know uh, uh, Digging out for these things You already have them On the side With your bean You know for collection mm. That would actually Help very well Yeah And you know um, Okay being a young person um, I know how they think mm. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. You know And most mm. would actually say That that is too much there's a, there's a term that they use Saying that is too much admin Of course yeah, you know, yeah Of course yes To, to, to <laughs> focus on separating <laughs> um, um, Waste You know um, how, in, how can we encourage Young people to actually do that on a personal level You know because I do know that there are institutions For, inst- for instance in the Western Cape You know where um, There are programs that they encourage Students to be a part of You know in terms of recycling um, Saving water and so on and so on I come from an institution like that You know where in the year We spend a couple of months where we actually Interact with the public You know and, and encourage the public To actually Get involved in situations like that But besides that I mean Like Lalani mentioned You know In our personal space How can you encourage A young person like myself You know To (laughs) You actually start doing it from home Yes And you know People tend to Copy what they see Mm. Once you start doing it You won't believe You won't You know You won't believe it People tend to just do it Mm. People visit me They see what I do And then they do it And it becomes a habit By the way It becomes a habit I've seen friends Going You know Driving around with me And then they see bottles They stop They pick up the bottles Mm. It becomes It it becomes a natural thing Mm. And I mean Here's the thing though you 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 know you know you're sitting there. I'm admiring you. We're just speaking with so much courage, or so much finesse, or so much pause. Um, going into business, what are some of the challenges? Uh, I want to digress a little bit so mm-hmm. that I mean to the young listeners that are listening out there, you know, get really inspired and also know that this is not a wake up and go type of a journey. It's one that you need to make up your mind about. What are some of the challenges that you face, not only as an entrepreneur but as a lady who's an entrepreneur? Um, the <laughs> The one thing, where do you want me to start? With how do I get people to get into business first? Yeah, I think I think maybe you could make it a dual answer. Okay, you, I'll leave it to <laughs> right. you. Okay, um, being a female, you have to work. I always say you have to work a triple hard. The fact that you have to prove to people out there that you are able to do it, mm. and fortunately for me, I am. I'm, I'm driven. I, I, I don't stop, you know, until I get what I want. I, I'm a workaholic and I know whatever service I provide, I do my best. I, I'd rather not even sleep at night, making sure that whatever is done. For instance, you know, when there is strikes, uh, in the Joburg city, I take over, my company takes over and cleans out the city in t- uh, at night hmm. <laughs> so i end up not sleeping at all making sure that the uh, the waste rather is collected for the for the night mm-hmm. so that in the morning everything is clean so that is how much you push yourself you've got to love what you do first and if you are not 
in, a, in, in an environment that you love, there is no way you're going to make it in business. I always say to people, make sure it is something that you love, that you have passion for, as much as I love waste. Mm. <laughs> I just love it. And then, I mean, did you get funding for your business? No, I didn't. I've always had to work from my pocket. And I'm very proud of that because I don't owe nobody. And end of the day, you know, when you go to the banks, they'll give you a story. You need to put together a business plan. I've had, uh, you know, I've been rejected actually, just trying to buy a truck. You know, I've been, I was told a whole lot of things that I had to bring through. So fortunately for me, I save. I invest actually. So I tap into my investments. Hmm, that's and a beautiful that's thing, how right? I actually pay off my trucks. How many and people buy. do you employ? I want to catch you in. <laughs> Here's my burning, 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 burning. Me and the CEO's burning at question. Last count, <laughs> at last count, it was 168. Yeah. What? Yes. What? And remember, these are street cleaners. So you have them in volumes. And, 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 and you know, it's more, more of a, a hand, a hand done than mechanical. So, yes. CEO. <laughs> What do you think of that? <laughs> no, it is. Epic. I'm in awe because I mean, this is this yeah. is the this this is what you were talking about a little bit earlier. But on. there's a success story, right? Yeah, there. definitely. And, and that is what we're looking for. You know, case studies yes. because people are scared to go into business uh, because of the various obstacles that they think like they come across, including funding, including mm-hmm. markets. But there's a case study. Uh, put your mind to it, uh, you know, and find something to focus on. I think we try to tap into too many things. Mm-hmm. You at, must at, love, at mm-hmm. yeah. love whatever yeah. you do. Because if you don't love it, you just do it for the sake of being in business or making money. Mm. You won't succeed. Mm. They, 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 all of us just one thing. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, if you, if if you don't love it, um, once once things fail, you just let you it just go. let it go. You know, Umar Zandile is actually a good example. You are a good example, Yoba. You just need yourself. You need yeah. to trust yourself and. You need to just run with what That's you it. have. There is nothing standing in your way besides you in most cases. Preach, <laughs> preach. So I mean this is this is this this, this is the part um in the segment um that we normally leave for later, but I'd like to dab into it a little bit more in depth. CEO, if you were speaking right now to a group of ten SMMEs that knew nothing about waste, that were in the manufacturing space. What would you say to them in terms of encouraging them about this? Because I think that another thing is that we know to a certain degree about waste and the fact that we shouldn't uh, uh, litter. But I think it's a certain level of ignorance or rather the fact that there are policies that are mm. rigid, that, that are aligned to that particular thing. It's like me. I mean, years ago, I looked at, um, you know, being, ta- being, being tax compliant as a, as, a, as a tedious task. Why should I do it? They're going to require this and this and this and this and this from me. So, so I, I think the most important thing, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have too much to say except the fact that it's actually an opportunity to generate revenue out of it, and that's what one of the things that we do. So you implement a recycling policy where everybody knows that if there's paper that you've used, uh, it can be reused. You hook up with a company that collects uh, paper that can be recycled, and and it, it's always at a fee. People think there's no money to be made in this yeah. thing. So as an SMME, you are in business to make money. That's true. And this is another revenue. Uh, stream uh, that you can introduce in your business. Make sure that uh, if you're a company that uh, generates a lot of waste because of production processes that are involved uh, on a day-to-day basis in your business, that's a, that's another opportunity. Find ways to see how you can use that waste. I mean, uh, 
this is a perfect example of the fact that there is money to be made out of waste. That's and true. that's why Pick It Up is driving this uh, 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 process to make sure that there's, the, the messages are going out. And we're talking to different uh, people from different spheres of society to make sure that they understand that there is an opportunity to actually make money. Uh, it's, it's an industry that is booming. So that is what I would say to the SMMEs to say, look at your production processes. Even if you are just rendering services, look at whatever, uh, you know, waste comes out of your business and dispose of, of it responsibly. Introduce, uh, things like Ms. Nkosi said, uh, of, of separating your waste, uh, because there, there might be opportunities for your business to make money. Simply because it's a volumes game as well. It's a volumes game. So if everyone in the company buys into it, uh, you know, the more the more you can get out of it uh, in terms of making sure that you generate revenue for your business. Yeah. Let's drive it home a little bit further. Let's drive it just a pinch bit further. Please just elaborate to the listeners out there. I mean, how n- not just how important is it, but what actually happens to our environment when we don't follow these particular processes? Um, what actually happens is uh, most of those, this, the litter, the waste goes into streams. Re- and then eventually they land in rivers. And pe- I mean, we all use water from those uh, rivers. And we, and we end up having to drink that water. And uh, there are people, you know, in the rural areas who actually drink from that water. Hmm. So that people get sick. And, uh, you know, it becomes such a health hazard. That you don't want uh, people to be getting sick out there, so you make sure you you dispose of the, your litter properly, so that uh, you 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 save the environment. Besides, more than anything. Yeah. No, um, it's very interesting, um, Mengose, what you're saying, especially around the issues of environment. It's definitely something that I think um, it needs to be communicated further, uh, mm-hmm. especially to the people within various communities. And um, I think probably SA needs to um, come in as well in terms of making people aware um, of the benefits more of that. Um, I want us, when I come back, uh, I've got Mr. Wandi Letlamini uh, on the line, who's the CEO um, of um, e-waste um, to, to come in on the line. But before then, um, I think, um, when I come back from speaking to Mr. Tlamini, Mr. Mashibi, I want us to tell, I want you to tell us a bit, um, about the campaign that you have coming up. I understand you have the Christmas campaign as well, and you've got, you say, you say I'm very informed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting with ambassador. These people are converted. Yeah. You're the only one in the room that still needs to be converted. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> Let me go to Mr. Uh, Mr. Tlamini. Mr. Tlamini, how are you, sir? Mr. Tlamini? Mr. Tamini? No, I can't seem to be to be able to, to, to connect um with him on the line. Uh, Mr. Tamini? Okay. Why are we still trying to bring him back on the line? Can maybe tell us quickly about the campaign that you're running? I think the biggest thing that we, we are working on, which started on the first uh, which was yesterday, the first of November, is the festive season campaign where you know during this time of the year people buy a lot of gifts. Uh, people spend quite a lot of money, people travel. So we're saying to people, instead of, you know, this, this stop being blessed and going to Dubai, let's, let's visit local destinations. Uh, let's, so, so let's let the focus be on supporting our local uh, economy, local industry. So, so buy gifts that are manufactured locally. When you go into the stores, look out for the label. Check the label, whether you're buying clothes for your kids. You know, Renarola, when you're growing up, they used to buy us the Aparta Christmas. You know, when it's Christmas time, you get new clothes. So, so there is still that character where people tend to, 
you know, to wait for this time of the year to spend quite a bit of money on clothes for their kids, on gifts uh, that they exchange during the Christmas period. So we're saying to people, choose those products. Those of you who are going home, you know, people in Joburg, like you said earlier on, not everyone is from here. So when people stock up and they go back to the provinces where they come from, usually people buy a lot of groceries. So we're saying when you go into the stores on the shelves, look out for the Palace of African logo or look out for the logo that says to you where the product originates from. So the country of origin, if it's made in South Africa, you know that when you buy that product, you're keeping the people who have contributed to the creation of those products employed. Those people will go home for Christmas, but when they come back, they'll still have jobs in January because you will have contributed, you'll have done your bit. So, so that is the intention behind the festive season campaign to make sure that South Africans make a conscious choice to buy local during this festive season and they choose local products. Uh, and uh, over this festive season, as well as after the festive season when you have to prepare your kids uh, for, for the next uh, school year, uh, make sure that when you buy their stationaries, when you buy their books, when you buy their uniform, their school shoes, buy what is made locally because all those things exist. We have products uh, that can compete with uh, the global peers. Uh, and, and, and it cuts across all sectors. So we're saying to people from uh, uh, the 1st of November, uh, we know people got paid, uh, their bonuses coming up, uh, use those bonuses to contribute. Let's not leave it to government to create jobs. Let's all do our bit. And that is all we're asking of you to do. Uh, you are going to consume anyway. You're going to spend the money anyway. Just <laughs> make true. a choice yeah. to choose local products and choose uh, uh, to, to visit local destinations. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, but I think more than anything, um, I think, uh, Bulalan, we, we had an interesting show. What do you think? No, nah, man, it, it was a very, it was a very, very interesting show. But here's, here's my last parting question. This is an interesting dialogue. <laughs> With regards to we creating the hype around buying local, do you feel that we've got enough, um, entrepreneurs or Indo South Africans that are creating products? We, we have quite a lot. We have quite a lot. We have products that cut across all sectors. So anything and everything that you can think of uh, is manufactured locally. We do have. It, it, it might be a matter of capacity in terms of making sure that the product might not be wholly manufactured in South Africa, where the components might be brought in from, from elsewhere. But the, but the transformation of, of those materials or those components into the final product happens here. And, and I'll use uh, as an example. Uh, high sense, you know, during this time of the year, people change their TV screens, their TV sets. Uh, we are saying to you, buy buy a high sense TV set uh, because it's manufactured in Cape Town in Atlantis, and people are employed there. The components might come from China because it's a Chinese company, but a lot of the work that goes into making sure that the final product hits mm -hmm. the shelves happens within South Africa. So we do have products across all all all, all sectors, and, uh, and and it ranges from consumables to, you know, uh, anything that you can think of, to large heavy machinery equipment. The country has capacity, and we are able to compete in terms of the quality as mm, well. So. Definitely. Manko, as we close, um, people that want to get hold of you, where do they get a hold of you? Um, it would be at uh, my email address, zandi at z, spelled z-e-e, -E, mm -hmm. dot c-o dot z-a, and then my cell number is zero eight two double three five zero five double zero. And we do a lot of uh, uh, refuse collections. Oh, nice! <laughs> I like that, um, Mr. Mashibu. Uh, if you want to get hold of us, uh, our email address is info at proudlysa.co.za, mm -hmm. or you can go on to our website www.proudlysa.co.za, or our call us on our number oh one one. 327 
and triple seven eight. So three two and four seven eight. My colleague says four pull seven. Oh. So if there's anything like four pull seven, it helps people remember it. Yeah. Three two four pull seven eight. But it's actually three two seven triple seven eight. No, definitely. No, thank you for joining us um, on the show. It was really great having you. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to having you again next year. Thank you for okay. inviting Thank you us. Thank for having us. No, so. definitely. Leah, you're going to take my job, sis. Uh, for people that want to follow you on social media, you are? Okay, I am Leah Lona on Facebook. I am at Miss Leah on Twitter. And I am at Miss Leah ZA on Instagram. Definitely. Will you closing? Um, get things done. Don't no. waste, don't let her get things done. Okay. Uh, catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360Biz. I'll be broadcasting all the way from London. Uh, looking definitely forward to it. Uh, if you've missed or if you just tuned in on show, you can go to www.cliffcentral.com and go to the podcast to actually get to this show or even many other interesting shows that we have. My name is Deborah Homafodi. This is Cliff Central 360Biz. I'm out. Cliffcentral.com.